0: Welcome to the Growing in Christ podcast, where we are rooted in living water and growing closer to our purpose in Christ. I am your host, Shadora Foy. Now let's get growing. I'm just going to start by saying I apologize for all of the background noise. I'm in the car right now. I'm not driving and recording. I'm in the passenger seat, but I do apologize for all the noise. And today we are on chapter 5 of our 31 days of Proverbs. And get your Bibles, get your paper and your pencil and your pens. And we're going to start with verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. So I know on one of the previous podcasts we learned that Wisdom was being able to Apply good judgment While understanding was being able To have good judgment So he says to Pay attention to His being able to Apply good judgment And lend your ear To Understanding His good judgment So as children We are supposed to watch our parents And To pay attention to their applying of good judgment and then we're supposed to listen to how they obtain or how they have that good judgment and then on verse 2 it says that you may preserve discretion and that your lips may keep knowledge and we learned also that discretion means to prevent yourself from causing offense or avoid causing offense so When you pay attention to parents applying knowledge and understanding, I mean, applying good judgment, sorry, and then understanding their good judgment, that helps to preserve your avoiding of causing offense. Because sometimes people get irritated over the little things and, you know, if you don't know better it's like that sense if you don't know better you won't do better but you have to get in that place where you know better so you can do better so you can avoid a causing offense and then on verse three it says for the lips of an immoral woman drip honey and her mouth is smoother than oil so this is and by no means to entice us and when I say us, I know it says in an immoral woman, so it's speaking to the guys. But like I said, the context of Solomon's scriptures, he had sons. So this speaks to the girls too, just in a different sense. But it's telling Solomon is letting us know here that the immoral woman is not going to be some ugly lady with a big nose and a gigantic mole like she's not going to be someone that is all quiet and reserved and covered up no she's going to be somebody that is flirtatious somebody that looks enticing somebody that looks as if they are beautiful you know somebody that looks seductive that is what the immoral woman will look like, and for us today, that is what the immoral man will look like as well. And it says at verse four, but in the end, she is bitter as worms would, sharp as a two-edged sword. Verse five, her feet go down to death; her steps lay hold of hell. Verse six, lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable; you do not know them. So, on um, verse. Three, he tells us about how she looks on the outside, how she looks beautiful and she looks enticing and flirtatious on the outside, but on the inside, it's just horrible. And we know with the Christian walk, we have to have that discernment to see past the flesh and see past the natural and truly see the innerness of a person, to truly see the demonicness of being seductive and being flirtatious versus just seeing the oil on her lips and seeing the tight skirts and the tight dresses or seeing dudes with the the biceps, triceps. You know, you have to look past all that and see the inner things. And then on verse 7 it says Therefore hear me now my children and do not depart from the words of my mouth. So, I think that is so profound, number 7, uh, verse 7, sorry, that he would say, hear me now. I think that was really emphasized because he was like, if you listen to me now, you won't have to deal with it later. So, really understand me right now so that when it comes, you'll already know what to do. I don't have to wait until you Go to the seductress woman for me to give you this advice, but I want you to hear me right now. And then at verse 8, it says, remove your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. So we know if you've been listening to the last few podcasts that Solomon has really been stressing Don't even go near the path of wickedness. Don't even go in the way of the path of wickedness because it is so drawing, like in verse three, when we heard for her lips drip of honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. It is something that draws attention. It is something that is seductive and flirtatious. And even though we may be strong in the spirit and we may feel that we have strong will, it's not a strong will if you find yourself at the seductress's doorstep. You know, it's not strong will if you find yourself walking in the path of wickedness. That's not having strong will. So, verse 9 says, Lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one. So, what I believe this verse means when it says, And you give your years to the cruel one. I believe that the immoral woman or the immoral man will drag you to a place of wickedness and a house divided against itself cannot stand. And if you aren't evenly yoked, somebody's going to pull another some way, whether you pull them the right way or they pull you the wrong way. And if you're dealing with somebody who is really wicked, more than likely they're going to do their best to pull you the wrong way not necessarily that they're just misled, but that they truly delight in doing wickedness they delight in being the way that they are they're going to try and pull you and just you going to their doorstep is you kind of being subjective to that pulling and that gives your years the rest of your years to the cruel one and at verse 10 it says less aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of the of a foreigner verse 11 and you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed verse 12 and say how i have hated instruction and my heart despised reproof verse 13 i have not obeyed the voice of my teachers now inclined my i'm sorry nor incline my ear to those who instructed me Verse 14, I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the congregation and assembly. So, I like, if we go back to verse 7, where it says, hear me now. And he's really emphasizing that to, so you won't have to go through it. And so, you know, you can stay far from it. And then he tells the outcome of it through verses 12 through 14 as, that is how it will end up. If you choose not to hear me, those are the words that will come out of your mouth. That's, that's the end of it. If you choose to disobey me, that's how it's going to turn out. So now we'll be reading verses 15 through 19, which talk about being faithful to your spouse. So verse 15 says, drink water from your own cistern." And running water from your own well, should your fountains be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets? So, verse 15 through 16, I believe that he's talking about a metaphor of, you know, kind of like our metaphor where people say stay in your own lane or stay in your own Kool-Aid. You know, this is being basically in your own lane drink water from your own cistern and water running water from your own well which means dwell with your own spouse you know stay connected to your spouse in verse 16 it says should your fountains be dispersed abroad streams of water in the streets so i feel that verse 16 is basically saying you should not want your body to just be out there and though this these verses talk about being with your spouse, we have to realize that even though we're not connected to our spouse yet, for the ones who aren't, though we're not connected to our spouses yet, we still need to stay pure for them. You know, we still need to stay in that place because we will be connected to them. If it is our heart's desire and if we delight in the world and get delight in the Lord, sorry, and get closer to the Lord, then we will have the desires of our heart and if that is a true desire we will have it and so you have to make sure that you're staying pure so you wouldn't just take all your money and throw it out in the streets so why do the same with your body you know why take your body and for everyone to have or for everyone to use and the same goes for when you do get a spouse that Don't do that with your spouse, you know. And verse 17 says, Let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. So let your waters, let your body be only your own and not for strangers with you. Let your spouse be only your own and not for strangers with you. You're not to share your spouse, you're not to share your body with everyone verse 18 let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth verse 19 as a loving deer and a graceful doe let her breasts satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love so to always be enraptured with the love of your spouse even for the ladies to always love your husband to always love your wife, to always be attracted to your spouse and never let your eyes go astray or never let your body go astray, but to keep that same love and adornment for your spouse. And verse 20 says, for why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? Verse 21 For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. So verse 21 kind of, in a sense, wraps it up by saying, you know, all of our ways are pondered by the Lord. God sees everything that we do. He knows everything that we do, and he he thinks about it. So there's no way that we can tell him, well, God, I had to do this because of this. And God's like, no, I've thought about it. I pondered your ways. I know why you did A, B, and C. And this is why this is unjust. This is why this is unrighteous. And verse 23 says, His own iniquities entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. So when we sin, we are the ones who are mainly harmed by it. You know, it is our souls, and it is allowing those demons and those strongholds to hold us up and to hold our blessings up and to basically block our own paths and destroy our own futures and our own destinies and to keep us and apply the scales on our own eyes and to keep us from walking in those things. And verse 23 says, He shall die for lack of instruction and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. So, even though the Bible talks about, you know, being always about pleasure will make you poor or will make you suffer. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to have fun. God doesn't want us to do fun things. It's just that we shouldn't be all about those things. And we shouldn't be all about my way or the highway. Or it's what I want to do. And it's all about me and nobody else or not even about God. But we should really take pride in God and take pride in our relationship with Him. And even our relationship with others. So that is the end of chapter 5. And I pray that you all are blessed by this. And I pray that you all have a blessed day. And just keep on increasing in this wisdom. And even if you want to, just Going over these chapters again and just reading them and getting your own insight and your own revelation from them and just doing it, growing together in Christ on the podcast, but also growing for yourself within your own home and within your own families and your own friend groups. The growing does not stop here. You can find the Growing in Christ blog on our website that can be found in our bio. Not only does the Growing in Christ website house our blog, it also shows you where you can find us on our social media. Always remember Jeremiah 17, 7-8. For through this verse we know that if we keep on trusting in God simultaneously, we'll keep on growing in God.